You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Austin Jones in the backfield, and here goes Caleb Williams. Go deep, young man, and one up. Touchdown, Brendan Rice. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The Fox Sports courtesy of the call there. Yeah, Caleb Williams, pretty good at football. Maybe he won the Heisman Trophy again, or maybe he won't. Well, we'll leave that, to, leave that to the experts to, to, to talk about. Uh, Colin Wilson's one of those experts. He's going to join us in just a second. Anthony DeBundo is coming up in 20 minutes to give us some football bets for the weekend. Can't wait to talk some soccer with our pal Anthony. The coach, Dave Wanstead, 40 minutes from now, talking all things NFL in week number three, including you know the, the Chicago Bears and their road game against the Kansas City Chiefs. One hour from now. It is, in fact, day five of Lochmas. Santa Barkley is here to give us his entire college football card, perhaps a sweet 16 of bets coming up this weekend in college football. And then an hour and 20 minutes from now, right from, from right now, big-ass power hour time, all our analysis, all our bets, side in total, week three NFL Sunday, and the latest injury information as it comes in in real time on this Friday afternoon. But joining us right now on the Mount Rushmore of You Better You Bets, why why can't I freaking speak? You better you bet guests. Having a mm. I'm having a rough time in this segment here. On the Mount Rushmore of You Better You Bet guests is our good friend, the great Colin Wilson from the Action Network. Colin is on Twitter at underscore Colin One. Colin spelled with two L's. Uh if you're not following him on Twitter, correct this grievous error immediately and follow him on Twitter. And also check out the podcast, Big Bets on Campus, featuring friends of the program, Brett McMurphy and Stucky. All these guys come on our show and support us. Please support them. Check out Big Bets on Campus. Colin, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Friday. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm, I'm happy to be back on, and welcome to uh, one of the biggest weeks in college football. And I, I'm excited that we don't have a billion double-digit spreads on the board. we got some real games and some real numbers real games real numbers and also like re- really high stakes for a lot of these teams i mean it's we'll we'll start with a, a big game in a second but just you know national title teams teams that want to make the playoff this year heisman trophy market can be significantly impacted like i don't know if we could have said any of those things last week i think we can kind of say all three this week and and Kyle, why don't we start with clemson and florida state like i think we would all admit to, to someone else like when we made a really bad bet before the season like made good bets before the season too but i i bet clemson on a look ahead in this game before the year start. i did not like florida state as much as everybody else and i bet clemson minus three in this game being like oh man i get the field goal like this is so good and now we are at the day the week of the game the day before the game and florida state is a two and a half point favorite whoops um curious kind of what your bet is here what you're thinking with uh florida state now a small road favorite over clemson who obviously lost to duke uh, earlier in the season 
Well, Ken, don't let the CLV police come down on your game of the year numbers because last week I had Colorado State plus 10, and I took five, six days worth of crap from a lot of people that never tweeted me. Uh, and that bet did just fine. So, I mean, you, I think you're going to be okay here. I do like Clemson in this game. It's, it's like you kind of have this hesitation when you're laying a bet because everybody remembers what happened against Duke, and everybody remembers what Florida State did against LSU. But if you haven't been paying, paying attention in the last couple of weeks, Florida State has turned into – what they generally are, which is very sloppy, undisciplined, a lot of penalties. Uh, they're allowing too many big plays. They're 115th in tackling. Their tackling fundamentals are off. And this is the kind of team that Florida State generally is every season, um, you know, highly talented but not disciplined. And so we're starting to see that. But the one area where they're going to struggle is they're outside the top 50 in rushing success rate on defense. And that's where they're going to get attacked by Clemson. Um, I'm just shocked that – you know, Will Shipley's his numbers from uh, his numbers from a yards after contact from a yards per attempt are way above last year. He just doesn't have the touchdowns to show for it. And Phil Moffa, backup running back, is is doing just as many explosives right now. And that's really where kind of the crux of this all comes down is that the Clemson running game is going to be able to control the line of scrimmage, move the ball, get some scores. Hopefully, Garrett Riley has like more plays in the back than what we've seen lately. They're trying to keep. Cade Klubnick from having, you know, catastrophic fumbles that turn into, uh, you know, scores for the other team. And if Clemson can play buttoned up and no turnovers, they're going to win this game because Florida State is incapable of playing a penalty-free, shoot-themselves-in-the-foot kind of game like what we saw at Boston College. Colin, you referenced maybe the best college football uh, weekend of the season, best college football Saturday of the season coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow, absolutely can't wait for it. One of the biggest games on the docket, Ohio State visiting Notre Dame. Ohio State basically in between like a three and three and a half point road favor. Total is sitting at about 55. Any bets for you with Ohio State and Notre Dame? I did hit Ohio State this morning, uh, minus three, and I've also got the under in this game, and that's the way I would look. I, I would say if you could probably buy the three and a half back down to three or maybe wait and see if some Notre Dame money comes in. Notre Dame's both of these teams are so blue blood. You don't know, like, you know, what what kind of money is going to come in on either of these guys. But I, I suspect the three will come up at some point. But really just comes down to the fact that one team can run the ball probably a little bit better. There are some serious holes on the interior of the Notre Dame offensive line. I believe that's where Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator for Iowa State, loves to blitz the most. Hopefully he doesn't go cover zero like he did against Michigan last year, and that left him wide open because Sam Hartman would absolutely eat that up. But as long as he leaves at least one safety back there, I think the I think the Ohio State defense definitely has the advantage here. Denzel Burke is one of their corners. He is one forced incompletion away from leading the nation. Uh, so if you know if Denzel Burke can cut the field in half and tell Sam Hartman you're not throwing it over this way, it really limits what Notre Dame can do. When you go to the other side of the ball, there are too many explosive playmakers that Ohio State has, and there's just not enough that I see on Notre Dame inside their front seven that's going to be able to stop Ohio State from owning um, the, the line of scrimmage. And it, this really just comes down to the fact that Ohio State's got better numbers from the offensive line and they got better numbers in the secondary. So I'm going with the Buckeyes. It is possible this game will also make an appearance now later in, in Lockmas. Wasn't sure I was going to bet Ohio State Notre Dame. It is possible I also made a Heisman bet this morning that I, I don't regret, but I just like I clicked the button. I was like, I, I think I'm good. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Colin, you brought up Colorado State as a, a look ahead. I hope I hope I have the same fate that you do. You won your look ahead, obviously getting a ton of negative closing line value. I hope I win Clemson minus three in the same way. But Colorado State obviously covered against Colorado, probably maybe should have won the game. I think a lot of people out there had Colorado State money line, some big prices. So the Colorado Circus kind of moved 
moves on past that game. And now they're expected to get just completely throttled by Oregon. Oregon by 21. Obviously, Travis Hunter is not going to play for Colorado. Maybe what impact that has on both sides of the ball. Extremely high total in the game, which I don't think is surprising to anybody. 70 and a half. So Oregon 21 against Coach Prime. 70 and a half. Uh, even if you don't have any bets on this game, just kind of advice for people who want to bet it. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I have money down on Oregon. I hit the opener on this. I think I would still hit it at 21. I know it's a number that I power rate above 21. So there's not much value left in the board. But then again, at the same time, if you look at some of these numbers, this is – I've compared Colorado and Dion to being the guy that's at the craps table rolling hot. That's over. It's done. He's going to crap out this weekend. Uh, and the thing is, is it's not just some sort of square homer love for Oregon. They are a different animal, a different machine up in Austin. And, you know, when you lose your best defender that Colorado has in Travis Hunter, I mean, yeah, he was good on offense, but he was the third best wide receiver from an explosive standpoint. On defense, he absolutely was a lockdown corner. I mean, uh, three PBUs against TCU. And then, you know, when Nebraska did throw, they didn't throw near him. Colorado State didn't throw near him when he was in the game. But what's interesting is when, when that injury happened, they had uh, a transfer from Ole Miss come in and play corner, and Colorado State and Jay Norvell went directly at that backup and completed five of seven passes, and Colorado State offense got better as the game went on, uh, especially when Travis Hunter wasn't there. I mean, generally you don't move the point spread when a defensive player is gone, but Travis Hunter is that important at the corner position. So, you know, that's not good news when you're trying to defend an Oregon offense that is completely insane at home. Uh, they're number one in almost every single offensive category that you can count. Yeah, I understand that, you know, their strength of schedule is 58. They did go down to Texas Tech, but they got some – uh, some Portland State, I think an 80-point event in there that happened earlier this year. But there are two the two biggest stats I look at. When I sit down Sunday night and these spreads start coming in, I look at finishing drives, which is how many points are you scoring when you cross the 40, and I look at quality drives. How often are you stopping yourself when you cross when you do your drives across the 50? Oregon is number one in finishing drives, and they're fifth in quality drives. No other team in college football has that high of a combination on offense. So this is the ducks all the way. Just I called it a buffet, whatever you want. Team total over, you know, Oregon on the spread, first half, it doesn't matter what you want. Um, they could, I wouldn't say take the under 70. I don't know if Colorado's going to contribute, but what if Oregon scores 50, 60 points, right? It could get pretty close. You better, you better hear Nick and Ken. Phenomenal Football Friday talking college football for the weekend with our pal Colin Wilson from the Action Network on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin spelled with two L's. Uh, Colin, one of the other marquee games coming up on Saturday, Bama and Ole Miss. Uh, Bama's come off seven. It's Alabama minus six and a half now against their old pal Lane Kiffin and uh, Ole Miss. Totals 55 and a half. Any bets here? I think when you're a better, you have to separate yourself from history, legacy, status of what Alabama and Nick Saban are. And if you can do that, then you'll obviously that one team in this game is better than the other. And I have some serious problems with Alabama and uh, in the offensive line and the quarterback situation. What's sad is their running backs and wide receivers are extremely explosive and they are what the Bama standard is. They just don't have anybody that can get it to them. This offensive line, ever since the pandemic season, when they just ran Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, when they just ran everybody out of the building, the offensive line has been terrible now for a third year straight. There's just too many pressures, too many blown blocking, uh, blocking uh, execution during the run game, and the offensive line is not getting any better. And I think the thing that bothers me the most is, you know, all we heard all summer was that Tommy Rees was an up-and-coming offensive coordinator, and he's going to be one of the best in all of college football. But he's calling Notre Dame's offense down at Alabama with a quarterback that is more built like Jalen Hurts 
than build, say, like anything that, you know, Notre Dame has had, like Ian Book. And so Jalen Milrow is not a five-step drop quarterback. He is not a shotgun quarterback that's going to read two or three possessions. He needs to be running the RPO. He needs to have a hot read for the passing game, and that's it. And for some reason, I don't understand the offense that Alabama is calling. Needless to say, I think Ole Miss, is with, with, with Alabama's old defensive coordinator, is going to be shooting gaps on that offensive line all day. I like Ole Miss in this game. I, I don't just like the points. They're in a lot of my round robins this week for Moneyline. Colin, we asked you last week about uh, USC and whether Caleb Williams would just, you know, repeat his Heisman winner. He remains you know, one of the favorites and, you know, has has a chance, honestly, to kind of like name his stat line, I think, in this game against Arizona State. I think Arizona, I think Arizona State, I was starting Drew Pine at quarterback. I didn't even know he was on the team, which is like unbelievable. Uh, anyway, USC, it will surprise no one, is favored by a lot, like five touchdowns, and the total is 62 and a half. So your projected score in this game is USC a lot, Arizona State not a lot, like at all. Uh, what betting angle, if anything, do you have here with Caleb Williams going to the desert well i'm not going to bet on usc in the point spread because that number should be 26 and i get it that uh i get it that the list of quarterbacks that are not playing is growing and growing and growing but at the same time you know how far are we moving this number to appease the fact that arizona state has been horrendous and that they don't have a quarterback i mean when we're looking at 35 point spreads we're talking about you know i mean how far off is arizona state for most of the teams in the mountain west I mean, the number has gotten completely out of control, and and uh, I think you're better served if you think USC is going to do all these things with that Arizona State defense. You'd be better served, you know, taking a team total on that. But if you don't think that Arizona State has anything in the tank with these quarterbacks, then maybe you're better off taking a team total under on their part. So, um, you know, I don't have any love for Arizona State, but I can say that from an oversold value, USC is absolutely oversold in this market. I would suspect that Caleb Williams will find a way to get his four to six touchdowns. He will find a way to get his Heisman numbers before a big showdown with Colorado next week. So the last thing I'm going to do is actually lay the spread though. Um, This is just, it's just too much. And just by principle alone, you're not going to take, you know, if you make power ratings and you have any pride in them, you're not going to take an a a USC team when the number is 10 points past where you have it. Colin, about a minute for this one here. What do you have for us in Georgia Tech and Wake Forest? Wake about a three-and-a-half, four-point home favorite. This is my upset of the week. I mean, Wake Forest is horrendous. Wake Forest, they don't – the quarterback play is beneficent. They're still trying to run the Sam Hartman offense with Mitch Griffiths, and it's not going so well. They have, I think, strength of schedule, 125th in the nation, and they were losing to Old Dominion 24-7 to last week. They had to come all the way back from 24-7 to in the fourth quarter to beat – the Old Dominion Monarchs, who we're all scared of. Uh, Georgia Tech is just, you know, their coach, they're a reflection of their coach. Uh, They are a grinding team. They are never out of it. Uh, They take every game uh, like it's their Super Bowl. And, you know, I think that there's probably a little bit of fire under them after what happened last week with Ole Miss. They were covering until Lane Kiffin pulled a Lane Kiffin one minute left in the game and decided to have a last-second touchdown. Uh, but Georgia Tech plays extremely hard, and this Wake Forest team is just absolutely lost right now. When you're struggling that bad to beat Old Dominion, Georgia Tech's going to be my uh, upset of the week. Uh, Colin, in like 15, 20 seconds here, updated thoughts on the Heisman Trophy. You think it's – is it still Caleb? Is it somebody else? Needed some about 15, 20. No, yeah, Caleb definitely deserves to be in the lead. I don't think Caleb – I still don't think Caleb's going to win it. So let's – Ask me this question, I would say, after the Colorado game next week because Caleb has the ability to knock out Shadur and then we got a brand new board. All right, so I'll, I'll 
We'll talk with Colin about that in a couple weeks, I guess. Looking forward to that. Colin, amazing stuff as always here on You Better You Bet, giving us a ton of bets for this college football weekend. We appreciate it. The podcast is Big Bets on Campus. you got to check it out with our pals Brett McMurphy and Stucky. Uh, the Twitter is at underscore Colin1, Colin spelled with two L's. Doing great work for our friends over at the Action Network, actionnetwork.com and the app. My friend, wishing you the best of luck with all the bets this weekend. Stay well, and we will talk to you next week here on the show. Thanks, guys. Can't wait to talk to you again. The great Colin Wilson joining us here on You Better You Bet. What a nice guy. Absolutely. He's he's really smart. He's a really nice person. He also spent like 90 seconds saying, if you bet USC, you're a total moron. And I would advise him to not listen in about an hour. (laughs) And you know what? I got to ride with my guy, Ken Barkley. Coming up next, how about some football bets for the weekend with the red hot Anthony DeBundo?